Welcome to the Nile Talk Show, and today I have a very, very lovely guest here, a very interesting bio. He's a songwriter, and he's an author, and the best thing is, you know, he's also a songwriter for Pat Benatar. I like Pat Benatar. You know, I hope I'm not dating myself. And um, we're going to discuss about his book, Shadows of the Night. Oh, yeah. Here we have it. So, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to introduce Mr. D.L. I said David. Mr. D.L. Okay. Well, D.L., could you tell us, first and foremost, about this lovely book? Well, the book is um, it's not only about my... Um, adventures and sometimes misadventures in the music business. But <clears throat> it's basically about adoption trauma and um, and how I eventually um, found my, my family, my birth family. Um, when I was around, I think, eight years old, my adoptive mother told me that I was, in fact, adopted. And that's why I didn't look like either of my two parents. Um, but she also said that my mother died in childbirth. Wow. So my eight-year-old brain wrapped around that, and I'm like, um, I killed my mother. That's, that's, a, that's worth two or three years on the shrink's couch right there. Right. So I felt terrible guilt, but at the same time, I didn't really, I didn't want to believe my mother, I guess. I, I just, I didn't think that it was true. I always felt from that day on that someday I would find my real birth mother and uh, and she would be alive and I just kept that that hope alive in my heart through everything that I did and everywhere I went and eventually uh, it came to pass and I discovered that I not only had my mother alive but I also had seven sisters Wow. May I ask when you reunited with your biological mom? This happened uh, in the late 90s so my mother passed away finally in uh, 2015. So we had a number of years together um, that were just great. And I still speak to my sisters all the time, um, either via phone or text or social media. So, excuse me. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I got to go. It's okay. Excuse me. Yeah. Water. <coughs> yeah. Your, your story got me all choked up. No. <laughs> <coughs> One way or another. So, um, uh, so, can you please explain to the viewers what inspired you to write this book? Well, you know, I, I wrote this song called Shadows of the Night right. for Pat Benatar, and it became a pretty big hit and uh, won a Grammy and all that stuff. But what really inspired me to write the book is I think after my mother passed away, I thought to myself, I gotta write this down because this may really be helpful to other people. I shouldn't just like let it just pass by. Right. Um, It could be a valuable story and it could be, you know, you never know who's going through what, you know? Right. Who who can benefit from it. Um, So I just started to write the book. I wrote the outline and, and then Next thing I know, I was knee-deep in writing it. It took me almost three years to write the book. 
to write this book through yeah. a year. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever thought about making it into a movie or a Broadway play? I have thoughts that it may become either one of those two things. <laughs> um, so we'll have to see what, what happens. But uh, I think it would, it would make an interesting film. Um, Broadway, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm a musician. Um, when you do your writing, what do you listen to music as you write? Because being that you are a songwriter, mm -hmm. so does as you're writing, does that give you more? I would say more, not inspiration, but like it's like therapy. First of all, writing is therapy oh, for yeah. me. It is. It is. You therapy, know. Yeah. And so I know some people write totally different. Some people can write when music on, and some people cannot. What do you choose when you're writing? Um, usually for me, it's I start out in silence, and then I'm working on either one of two instruments, either the guitar or the piano, and I start fooling around with a melody and maybe a chord structure, and then all of a sudden um, <clears throat> I'll get maybe a lyrical idea or an idea for a title. So I've sort of got the basic construction, the musical construction, mm -hmm. and then from there I'll just go right to the lyrics and see what I can put together. So how do you handle um, writer's block, if you have it? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, um, well, you see, it's interesting you bring that up because I've been spending so much time, I spent so much time, rather, writing this book that now I'm, like, finding it, like, a little difficult to, to get back into songwriting the way I'd really like to. But although, about two weeks ago, I did get this idea that I want to work on, so... Um, I'm actually going to maybe co-write it with somebody else, a friend of mine. Okay. Uh, and sort of like break the spell. <laughs> <laughs> so when you write, um, can you describe your writing space? My space? Yes, when you write. Um, it, it could be anywhere. Oh, um, do you have any space to write? Yeah. I, um, my living room. Um, I can write almost any place. You don't oh, have that's to, good. It doesn't have to be anything special. That's good. Yeah. Because I know you have some people, writers, shall I say not people, writer, who um, need to be like on a back porch, you know, right. with the outside to actually inspire them or give them more, right. you know, inspiration of writing. So mm -hmm. they need that atmosphere of nature. Right. Know? Well, I guess some of my better ideas are on the toilet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's nature, I guess. Yes. <laughs> That's nature. That's nature. <laughs> nature calls. Oh, boy, that's, that's funny. <laughs> so what is the most difficult part writing? What is the different part, difficult part? You know, I'm, I, now I'm tongue twisted because you just oh. sent me off. That's the most difficult part about writing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, actually staying out of the way, not imposing your will. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit yeah, more on that, it's, please? The, the more you're able to sort of get out of the way and allow the process itself to happen, mm -hmm. the better off the song, the better the song's going to be. I mean, at least from, from my experience, I, I found that, you know, if I spend like all this time like crafting a song and it takes me days or even longer to finish this particular, any particular song, it's usually not as good as the one that you just sit down and like 20 minutes later it's there. If you just get out of the way, kind of. I also read in your bio that you do poetry. Yes, yeah. Can you recite some poetry for us? Oh, off the top of my head, no. No. <laughs> um, it's free verse. Um, um, 
Mm, I, gee, I didn't come prepared to do that. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'll put no, you on it's the spot, okay. Right? No, 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 it's all right. Oh, okay. Now I know um, when you're right. You know, sometimes it comes because I I do poetry, and I remember, I recall when I wrote one of my poems. It came to me in my dreams. Mm. Have that ever happened to you? Yeah. Uh -huh. Very interesting. Yeah. And. I was with my pen and paper, and I woke up, and I wrote it down. I mean, I literally had dreamt the whole poem. Wow. You know, so as a writer, <clears throat> do you get inspiration from your dreams or? Sometimes, yeah. Um, sometimes it's hard to remember, you know, when you wake up, when you first wake up. Um, so uh, a lot of times I'll keep a pad next to my, my bedside. Uh, yeah. So if I can't remember anything of it, I'll just quickly jot it down. Yeah. It doesn't always work, but, you know, I, at least I give it a shot. Yeah, because yeah. I know, like I say, that's how it come to me. Um, so, now, you won an award. So, what do you think you're most accomplished in terms of, like, book writing or your favorite book of success? Where? What? How do you describe success? How do I describe success? Um, doing something, whether it's a song or a book, that touches other people in a certain way, that touches their heart and mm -hmm. stimulates their mind and, um, and somehow reaches deep inside them and uh, helps them in some way. That's, yeah, that's the real success, I think. Now... For new writers or somebody who want to venture into writing music or, you know, a book, mm -hmm. poetry, what advice would you give them? Um, be true to yourself, um, especially if you're going to write a write a book. It's going to be it's going to be hard work. I, didn't, I had no idea how difficult it is to to write a book, but um, but it's you know, and you got to stick with it. I know it's. To you, I mean, of course, writing a book and writing poetry, which one you find most challenging? Whew, that's a tough call. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's all challenging. But, like, again, you know, like I said, if you, if you can sort of s step out of the way, it's, it makes it easier. Can no matter what it is you're trying to do. Right. Can you explain your beautiful artwork on this? What inspired you? Uh, that was actually, that's by another artist. Um, it was a friend of mine who many years ago I was uh, very close with. Um, he had this watercolor commissioned for me. And it's called Shadows of the Night. Okay. And it hangs on my one of my walls at home. So I thought, well, why not use that as the artwork for the cover? Because it seemed just appropriate, you know? So as far as the book, I mean, as for the color, because I know some people, I know I, I wrote a poetry book, and um, certain colors, you know, give me inspiration. Mm -hmm. So is this just a color that you just like, or was there any the cream color you mean? Right. Yeah, I really like the cream color. I didn't want it to be like blaring white. Okay. I wanted something that was like sort of light, but, you know, not like, you know... Um, not overbearing, so I, that's why I went with the uh, the, the cream color. 
I think it's easier to look at for some, for at least for me anyway. Oh, I like the look at the look at the pictures back here. The beautiful picture. <laughs> well, how old were you when you? So I had that a full picture? beard almost. How old were you take this when you had taken this picture? That was last year. Last year? Yeah, my son oh. took that shot. Oh, Julie, he's a photographer. Yeah, oh. I give him credit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, how many books have you written? This is the first one. The first. Oh, okay. Are you gonna write any other books in your future? I'd like to. I, you know, one thing at a time. <laughs> so you just written this? What I read. This is your new book. You just wrote this. Yeah, it's it's fairly new. Yeah. Oh, so you have been going like to book signings, went to libraries, book. I, I haven't gone to any book signings yet, but I've been doing a lot of podcasts and radio shows. And this is the first TV thing I've, I've done. Oh. But um, I think I should put on it. Actually, um, <laughs> it was great. Uh, yesterday, in the Philadelphia Inquirer did a, uh, an interview with me that was just I'm published. I'm sorry, who was that? Philadelphia Inquirer. Oh. just came out yesterday. Oh. And it's probably still online. Um, did a really great interview. It worked out. The, the writer really did a really good job. And uh, it was in the Sunday paper in Philly. So that was kind of exciting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So will you see your, well, this book, will you see the future of this book going? I don't know. Everybody keeps on saying, you know, it's got to be a movie. You really, you know, it's it could be a next, next Netflix series or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just happy to be here with you talking about it right now. <laughs> Trust me, it's a pleasure to you being here with Nyla at Princeton Television. We greatly appreciate having you. Oh, thank you. You know, and hearing your your, your story as well. Yeah. You know, um, has there has been like other music that you have written? Yeah, I've written a lot of music. I've written for myself uh, and for other artists. Um, I was a, uh, signed to Arista Records as a solo artist. Uh, back in the early 80s as well, before I wrote the song for Benatar. So uh, <clears throat> so I had some successes just as, a, as an artist as well. Um, and I, ironically enough, I, I written Shadows of the Night and submitted it for my second record with Arista Records. And they told me it wasn't commercial enough. Oh. And I said, mm, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> this Title that, this that, book? the song that song Pat Benatar, Pat Benatar. And they yeah, say it's they not said no, it's not commercial. So it, well, we don't we don't want to hear this song. Wow, a like, war winning song from Pat Benatar is right, not commercial. Right, got turned down by my record label. Yeah. Wow. So I went. I took some meetings and I went. I went shopped it to other people, and one of those people was um, Pat Benatar's label. So that's how that all happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, now you know with media and digital songs all online. Mm. You got, they have like online stores that you can yep. promote your music. And right. you know, some people <clears throat> who's independent artists, some of their music go viral through all these online <clears throat> mainstream platform. Yeah. You know, so whatever your next music, just upload that. A lot of people seem like they're getting away from um, record companies. <clears throat> 
You yeah, know. they are getting away from it. Yes, companies. and they're being their own independent artists, mm -hmm. and it's easy for them to get discovered now with social media. Yeah, that's and true. And even with, you know, authors, you know, because some authors, they have publishing company to push their books. Right. You know, set them up for interviews and so on. Mm -hmm. And now because of so, so much media, you can advertise your book on your social media platform. Right, you know, exactly. We live in a new new world. Yeah, it's ever-changing. So everybody, their own publicist, their own record label. Yeah. You know, and which well, is, I, I put this on, I published this myself. I, oh, you self-published? Yeah, I'm self-published. Oh, okay. So. Well, learn a little more about and it. And everybody told me, that don't do that. Why? And I'm like, why? Because you want to wait like two years so that, you know, you get an agent and it's going to take you a, little, a while. And, and I'm like, I don't want to wait two years. I just spent three years writing this. I'm not going to wait another two years to get all the other stuff together. I'm just going to put this out. Well, I, was, I was told that I was just crazy, but I don't know. So <laughs> where can people actually find your book? Uh, on Amazon. On Amazon? BarnesandNoble.com. Okay. Um, Amazon. Just Amazon Shadows of the Night, uh, D.L. Byron book. <laughs> you know, that's like the basic search. So, do you have any social media page that you have? I do. Uh, D.L. Byron on Facebook and on that? Instagram. D.L. Byron, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. You know, you can get this book. I ask how much is the book? Do you know? Uh, I think it's like look at this 10, beautiful 12, color. 10, 12 bucks or something. Look at that. Doesn't say on there. <laughs> I guess it doesn't. Um, mm, no, it doesn't say. No, I think it's like maybe like twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. Yeah. Twelve bucks. Get this book, beautiful <laughs> book, Shadow of the Night. You know, and the title and the journey of this book comes from the song Shadows the song. of the Night. That's what his Which inspirational. You probably have heard on the radio. Shadows of the Night. Can you sing us a little? We're running with the shadows of the night. So come and take my hand. We'll be all right. And if I have to stand alone and fight, I will win in the end. Oh, okay. You get that? <laughs> I can't sing like that, but you get that? <laughs> okay, I mean, what is like the key, the key theme and message in the book? Don't give up. Never, ever give up. Uh, and, and also that every, I think, and I honestly believe this, that everybody comes here with a gift. And I it's agree. incumbent upon you to share your gift. And people sometimes don't do that because like their parents will say or their friends will say, you know, just be happy with, look at us. We have this like little house with a nice picket fence, you know. Don't go shoot for the moon. What happens if you don't hit the moon? You'll be disappointed. Well, how are you going to, why not just try anyway? Yeah. You know, if you have a gift, you've got to share it. And you never know what, what, what can come of that. Okay. People need to, to have, they, they need to share their gift, and they need to be around people who are also sharing their gifts. So, so everybody's sort of like, it's like one hand watches the other. Yes, I, I agree. We all have a gift, you know. Yeah. We all born with the gift. Some people, you know, choose not to to develop. I'm not going to say have because we already have it. Mm -hmm. and some people have to develop. Yeah. You know, we are 
have talent and create. We are creative, but in different avenues of. That's true. Our yeah. creativity, you know, which is good. Now, what is the challenge that you have faced? It's the same question, but like a reverse question that you had you have faced with writing it. The challenge for writing the book was. Oh, were there any? Yeah, there was. It was reliving my childhood over and over and over again. Uh, and a lot of that was tough. Yeah. Um, my adopted mother had s some serious problems, um, had some psychological problems. She was uh, cross-addicted to, to pharmaceutical drugs. Uh. Um, so there was a lot of psychological abuse, some physical, some physical abuse, uh. Uh, you know. And in this picture, is this your biological mother? That or is my biological mother just shortly after we met. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jean. Yeah, there she is. During the holidays, Christmas holidays. Yeah. So, again, I know I must be reiterating. Um, how long was your relationship before you reunited? How long, you like 10 years, two years before you reunited? You reunited her. What, what age did you reunite with your mom, your <sighs> biological mom? I was in my late 40s. No, is that right? Wait a minute. Hang on. Yeah, I, I was in my late 40s. Yeah. Late 40s. Mid to late 40s. Oh, okay. And then from there, you guys develop your relationship. Yeah. You know, and then, unfortunately, she transitioned. She did, yeah. And you say you still keep in contact with your siblings that you was I do. united. Yeah. Okay, that's that's really good. I mean it's very tough as a um as a child to go through that. No, oh, and I just cannot imagine as a child to go through that because you know I have never been mm. uh, adopted. Right. However, you know, as a former teacher I ran into a lot of children mm. who have faced those type, you know, of mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, should I say depression or, I mean, because every adoption home is not a depression atmosphere, you know, because you, people do get into a foster home, adopted home, with loving people. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, I'm quite sure, I mean, I'm not sure what your adopted mom, did you feel like love? <sighs> uh, that's a tough question. That, that, um, sometimes, but not not all the time. That she really, she was very sort of caught up in her own agenda, and uh, uh, my job was kind of sort of to stay out of her way sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. because it, it just, you know, I, you, you, you know, be, given that she was she was a little, she had a sort of a psychological thing to begin with, plus the drugs you threw in the, you know, amphetamines and barbiturates. She had like incredible mood swings, and she could just like turn on you, like you know, like on a dime, uh, and wow. you never knew like what what was going to happen. Uh, it was just a little scary sometimes. Now I know, as for me as a writer, at times when I write, I do get a little frustrated. Do you get like stressed out when you trying to? Um, yeah, yeah, I think I do. Yeah, get your thoughts together. Yeah, it is frustrating sometimes. Because I know, especially when you're trying to conjure up that right word, 
when you're writing mm-hmm. to describe to support that sentence. Yeah. And not only that, to actually when your readers read it, you want your readers to really feel the emotion. Yes. Right. Whatever it may be, happy, sad, whatever it may be, in your writing, yeah. you want them to feel how you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, and based on your your experience in life growing up, I'm quite sure in this book, you know, it has a lot of affection, emotion that other people who can relate to. Right. You know, your um, experience growing up, which is it could be very a tough one. And I'm quite sure with your book, it's going to be an inspiring one, you know, inspire people to, like you just said, never give up. Yeah. Because, you know, at times I know we creature a habit. We do get frustrated, mm-hmm. especially when uh, obstacles are challenging. Oh, sure. You know, come in our path. Right. You know, we just want to give up and see that there is no other way, no other light for us. Right. You know. But when you pick up a good literature and you read this good literature, I'm like, okay, wow, this, I can relate to this author. I can feel the emotion. I can feel the pain. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, as you read other books, have you ever got any, like, ideals in in terms of, let me correct the word, in terms of... um, how to formulate your words. I mean, which I know the the music came from Pat Benatar. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm correct. I won't mess up her name, Benatar. Benatar. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, when you wrote that, what were you feeling as you was writing that piece? Not the book, but even though the book came from. Yeah. The song, when yeah. I was writing the song. Right. Um, it was funny because... Um, Somebody had come to me, uh, a producer had come to me and, and said, you know, I want you to write this song for this movie. Um, it's about these two girls, one's rich, one's poor. They run away together and they hide on this pier in New York City. And they start talking to this late night DJ who was played, played by Tim Curry in the movie. Um, uh, the movie was called Times Square. So I just, I had the basic storyline, the plot line. And I went home and wrote that song in like 20 minutes. Wow. And then for some reason, it didn't get, it didn't make it into the movie. Oh. Which, okay, whatever, that's fine. So so I kept on like running into walls, you know, like my my record label didn't like the song. They said it wasn't commercial. The guy who asked me to write it for this film, once I did, he said, it's a great song, but it's not working in the film. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something else entirely. I'm just going to like go shop it and see what happens. Wow. Which is what I did. And and Benatar made it a big hit. Wow. Now, I know you say this is your first book. And have you ever uh, published your poetry book? Your I've poetry? been thinking about it now, actually. Oh, no. You never. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I've been thinking about it. Get it out there. You know, publish your poetry. But um, as we get ready to come to a closure. Once again, I want to remind all the viewers out there to pick up this book on Amazon with Mr. DL. So follow him on Facebook and Instagram, DL. Thank you for watching the Nautilus Talk Show, and we greatly appreciate it. Take care for now. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. You're welcome. Nine. Nine.